Adversity. Real stories from real people. Persistence Culture presents the Adversity Podcast. All right, we are back. Time for the Adversity Podcast. Once again, real people, real stories. I am your host, Mambo, and you got my co-host, Josh. What's up, everybody? How we doing today? Doing good, man. How you doing today? Man, I'm really good. I uh, I was uh, waiting around all morning for my Geek Squad appointment, and they didn't show up. So my nephew and I ended up being able to fix the TV on our own, so it saved me about 700 bucks. There I'm, it uh, is. I'm feeling it, man. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to take that $700 and go put it somewhere useful. Like the golf course. Yes. So uh, we are back with another episode and another great guest. And uh, who do we have today, Josh? So today we have one of my Wolfpack buddies, Bruce. Bruce Call, And he is a legend among men. Uh, I'm very, very fortunate. Bruce and I met on an airplane ride to Dallas, actually. And uh, we were sitting next to each other. And the irony is that both Bruce and I are guys that we really don't talk to people on planes because right. it just gets annoying. He and I, I was kind of putting my headphones on trying to get my movie set up and he kind of started chatting me up and I started chatting back and next thing you know, we were landing in Dallas and neither one of us had done anything but talk and become buds. Coincidentally, our first hangout was at one of Chance's shows right when the pandemic was kind of allowing people to, to perform again down right. in LA. Him and another buddy of ours cruised down there and uh, met up with us and that's where all the magic started happening welcome bruce thank you man i'm glad to be here so what was the conversation about on the plane man life really that's right yeah it was really about just life the lord you know relationships and just different different brotherhoods that we both yeah that we both shared that was definitely a bond it was cool man it was really cool and 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 to and to this day you know being a guy that's here from texas and it's only lived in california now for three years you know i'm a very brotherhood like oriented dude right so i've been literally asking the lord to kind of put some really valuable people in my life but i wanted people that had substance you know people that really cared about life and the people that they're around and and then bruce and i shared that commonality both faith-wise and with the mentality of, of who we are. Right. So, you know, Bruce was born in Laguna. Actually, Orange County. Orange County. He ended up high school at Laguna Beach High. And that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> which, yeah, I'm a beach guy for sure. So how long have you lived by a beach or near a beach? Geez, since the 70s. Since yeah. the 70s. Yeah, that's kind of a core thing with me, just loving that. So the Bruce is an avid surfer in fact it's really cool because um his grandson is now surfing how old's your grandson Bruce? he's five yeah he's a little rock star Malibu. five years old he's yeah, got long he's like surfing? Hudson. Uh, he's already catching his own waves his dad's a legend too and just uh teaching him the way he's he's got it down already it's pretty wild his man. name's glider named after his grandfather who was a kind of a surfer legend in malibu as well it's wicked cool man the whole family the surfs. whole family surfs. yeah yeah I mean, yeah. he's trying to get me out there. I've yet to go my old uncoordinated <laughs> clumsy tail. I don't know, but he says he's he says he can make it happen. So we're going to at some point, I'm going to suck up my, my pride, and my ego and the fact that I know I'm going to just face plant right into the water and we're going to he's going to get me out there and teach me how to do it. Yeah, now we got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty excited about just need it. A big board for you because you're a big dude. So one of the things we talk about here on this podcast with it being adversity, you know, is just different things that we've gone through, right, to kind of get to where we're at now and the different struggles and, and different places that we've been. And, you know, kind of an adverse situation for me would be learning how to surf, right? right? So <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's crazy how, like, we as, as humans – 
there are these things that kind of come up that are that are almost super difficult in our brain, right? We right. mentally block ourselves from even experiencing it because we're just not real sure how we're going to come through that situation. Right. And surfing for me, I think, is one of them. And so I, I'm really excited to get this surfing thing out of the way. I really am. He doesn't believe me because he's like, for two years now, I think we've been friends, what, two years now? Yep. And he's like, dude, you're going to ever, like I crashed at his house the other night, lives out at Malibu, it's a beautiful spot, surfboard right on front. And he's like, bro, this is the perfect time to go surfing. I was like, what about a gym? Isn't there a gym around here? <laughs> yeah, we did that instead. <laughs> Can we go work out a little something I'm more familiar with? I got a sweet hangover going. I don't know if I want to go jump on a surfboard right now. But yeah, it was. Uh, I have a feeling once you do it, you're gonna want to keep yeah. doing it. That's what yeah. he says. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd put it a little differently. I'd just say I'm more of a water man. I just love the ocean in every form and every mood, and that's just part of it. Just uh, catching a few waves, you know. It's 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 an awesome lifestyle. How early do you think you get up in the mornings to go catch waves and well, be on the ocean? Well, maybe when I was younger early now i kind of more about convenience <laughs> surfing get up and uh, go and it looks good and it feels good for me just get in some time when i can it's so therapeutic yeah it, i mean just the water is just extremely therapeutic when we go our wolf we have a group of us about six or seven of us that we call ourselves the wolf pack and we'll get out and grab dinner together and uh we usually end up finishing up the night down at soho club or nobu down there and just the water crashing into the into this into the beach, you know, while you're it's just so amazing. And sometimes these waves, especially at night, right? They get yeah. massive and gnarly, you know. And then I'm looking at these things going and the and there's a couple of surfers in our group. And I look at these waves, I'm like, Man, these guys, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty impressive that you can catch that thing, get up on a board and just sail through the water. And it's called a spot or what is it called when you catch a line or catch a wave? I can't remember. You're telling me a story the other the other night about you and your daughter. You were catching one. You caught it together. Oh, we were just yeah, we were just on a good wave together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really cool. Yeah. So, Bruce, tell us kind of what you do. You know your story, coming from being born in Orange County. Yeah. You know, graduating. You you went to call. You went to high school in in Laguna. Laguna ended up at Pepperdine. Yeah. And then ended up at Pepperdine. And quite a few adventures along the way. Probably like you. Oh yeah. And, and, and how <laughs> quite a few. And how many properties do you think you've developed in your career? Oh damn, we're gonna go business now, huh? <laughs> All right. Um probably developed over two hundred and twenty shopping centers. That's wow. pretty but I don't really insane. talk about it too much. If you you'll find I'm kind of a low key guy. Yeah, so very you're asking, so I'm telling. So And I like it. I, I appreciate mean, you tell it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty, amazing. I know it's crazy, yeah, yeah, isn't it's a, it? It's a thing. I got yeah. So I'm pretty blessed. How did you get into that? I was uh, kind of one of those crazy moments. Like maybe we all have, maybe like the day I met you, I had a girlfriend at the time at Pepperdine. I had just gone to one year of law school. Wasn't for me. Career day. Got some guy grabbed me across the campus, said, Hey you. And then kind of grabbed me and said, Hey, you an athletic competitive guy. I said, yeah. He said, well, we're looking for guys to, uh, you know, come work for us. And uh, it was a commercial real estate company. And, and I mean, he, I just, you know, took to it right away and then just kind of took it from there. That's you know? pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. So that was a long time ago. That's yeah. Well, to do 220 shopping centers, you'd have had to have started a long 
time ago, I yeah. believe. Well, that's, that's quite I think, a, I think that's true. That's quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't normally throw that number around. <laughs> now, is this something you wanted to do growing up, or is it? was it that conversation with that gentleman at the you time? Know, I just I had a, an amazing dad who's you know kind of a powerful dude, and he just said, hey, you could do anything you want in life. But frankly, um, I, you know, when we, we hit Laguna, I was just uh, loving that. I never wanted to leave. I was, grew up in this beautiful little cove, cove of Victoria Beach, volleyball, surfing, people. I, didn't, I, I thought I'd, that was all I needed to do the rest of my life, but I was kind of wired for something more. And, you know, after college, you know, kind of jumped on this and then, you know, got married and, and that sense of responsibility takes over and then you kind of find what's in you. And, um, had some success and you know also some struggles oh yeah anybody in real estate will tell you that there's a lot of ups and downs so what do you think it is that you hold on to when when you were going through you know just not not one particular struggle because i know you've been through we all like all of us have been through several different runs where life kind of came at you a little bit different than you expected oh yeah and you kind of had to re-navigate right yeah so what are some of the things you kind of you utilize maybe some of our listeners can take that are in the commercial estate i would just say who i am i mean i'm a blessed and grateful guy and um i that's what i see i mean you know one of the things i learned is just kind of keep keep some sort of balance in your life uh, between family friends and a big part of me is you know kind of sports athlete athletic things and um, really being part of nature and so i pretty much had a saying to myself i'd rather you know live in dirt floors and eat beans and rice then leave the beach yeah you know it's that important to me because um, it's a gift that everyone can kind of share and experience like i said in every kind of situation i mean you can go for a walk on the beach you can paddle out in shitty waves and still have fun and you know be with family and do stuff like that so that's the kind of core stuff that i've always sort of centered for me also had some time in the mountains doing snowboarding and stuff so you know i have a pretty hectic business um, and I was a dad of four kids, but I kind of always told myself I needed to spend a lot of time, you know, connecting with what I love as a core person. And that I think helped me with my kind of even out. Cause you know, if you, if it's all about business and it's just, it's too much, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta, gotta take care of it all. But I've had quite a bit of adversities. Um, I think anybody in real estate will remember 2008, 2009. Yes. And, um, that was a tough time for what we're doing, but you know, thankfully made it through it. And, you know, as a result, I did a big shift in my life at that time and actually, uh, took a sabbatical, took two years off, moved my family to Aspen and snowboarded for 70 days a year and rode horses in the summer. So I totally changed up my game, but same theme, just, you know, finding connection with nature and finding good friends there. And, um, you know, you know, then shifted again, reset and did a whole nother round of real estate. But, um, just trying to enjoy the ride. So the, what was when 2008 and 2009 came, you know, when you had to go through kind of that phase, what was your thought? What was your thoughts that were running through your head? I think it was important to, uh, just take care of my family, number one. And, uh, you know, we were going through some stuff at that time and, it, and it just took the opportunity to focus on that. And, um, business kind of took care of itself. You know, had my partner run run the thing for a bit, and and um, just, just let it go. Let it go. You know, faith was a big part of it. Yeah, for sure. And his oldest son, Mikey, who we'll have on the podcast as well at some point, is also a legend and also 
is in the same field of oh work. yeah he's a very successful commercial broker and and just a great-hearted spirited dude just he's on a roll he's a good guy nice it's pretty funny bruce was telling me a story about they were at a a, a, a convention i guess and bruce has been in it for a while right yeah, and yeah. now his son's coming up and is starting to get some notoriety so they're yeah. They're hop. You want to kind of sure, sure, yeah. We we went to a convention in San Diego, and and you know I have a lot of old friends in the industry, and then Michael has his 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 little posse, and they we crossed over, and we had a had a great night of just walking around the gas lamp district and going to the events and just seeing it all. And it was just beautiful to share as a father and son. It was very grateful, you know, as a father of a of a young kid, and your kids are older, yeah. right? It's moments like that that I look forward to. I'm sure you've got some moments like that that yeah, are happening with, moments, with yeah. your kids too yep. now that they're older, right? Yeah. Where you're mm-hmm. you're getting to share life with yeah. your kid, you know? Yeah. And that to me is probably the most important, powerful piece of us as fathers, right? Yeah. That we get to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Unconditional love. Got to be there no matter what. To do your best to just show them the way. Show them the way. Leadership. Yeah. Like uh, what you said, uh, when you uh, turned to family in like 2008 yeah. and you know, you, you mentioned family and faith. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. what it's about. That's kind of one of the pillars that we do lean on here on this, on this podcast. I mean, we're all pretty rough around the edges, but there's a, there's a core piece of the faith, you know, that, that relies uh, mm-hmm. in us and not every guest is going to have that, but the majority of the guests, you know, I, I will find probably will. And yeah. to me, I think there is just a huge element in that, right? That, when you go through a 2008 or a 2009, like what you went through and you're in real estate, you have that ability to kind of lean on that source and say, Hey, what's some guidance? Well, yeah, I think that was part of my maturity too. Cause I was a go, go, go guy, you know, I was doing everything back then before. And then the music stopped, you know, it was like musical Jeez. chairs and, yeah. uh, you know, what am I going to do? And it was an opportunity to just really slow down. I mean, I get up in the morning sit in church for an hour with my snowboard gear and just go ride the mountain, kind of get lost, you know, spend time with the family. And it was, it was a special time. I mean, even though, you know, the hell was, it was hell out there in the business world. Yeah. I was able to kind of just refocus and I, it's some of the best time of my life just to kind of get off the grid. Yeah. And what's crazy is it's some of the best time in your life and you weren't next to the beach. That's right. That's kind of why I said, you know, that whole theme, because I'm sure a lot of people can relate to the beauty of nature. But I mean, the main thing my dad taught me was participate, just show up, yeah. you know, like his thing. He was a, he was a very successful lobbyist and um, worked in the White House and, you know, whatever. And but he had a sailboat and, you know, he said, hey, you know, we're we're Swedish, we're Vikings, we're Norsemen. He just take us on these crazy boat trips in the middle of the ocean and these crazy conditions and and just fighting the elements he goes isn't this the effing best thing in the world like and you know what i mean and it kind of instills this whole mindset of you to just kind of go for it and show up and and and, you know and it it shows up in different ways you can go i love horseback riding now you know i love you know snowboarding whatever it's just you try to get in time to do that stuff and and I, i think the minute you stop doing it you know you lose something yeah. You know, and uh, there's so many people that you can participate those kinds of things with just family and friends that just get, you know, put down the cell phones and and just, you know, spend time doing something like that, that everyone feels good about. I know? think that's a key element, putting down the cell phone. Yeah, it's hard for a lot of people nowadays because it's crazy. It you get all the things 
we had in different places. You have it all in one right place in you. now. Yeah. You know, Steve Jobs, his whole thing was for it to be an extension of your hand, yeah. right? Like it'd be yeah. part of your body. And he, I think he nailed that right on the head. I think he was successful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, think he got, I think he got that yeah. one down. <laughs> but it's, it's even crazy. Like you go into a restaurant and even if it's just a couple, right? And my wife and I try to be very diligent about this. Like when we're in the restaurant, try not to be on our phone, yeah. right? Because you'll go in the restaurant and you'll see two people on a date yeah, and this is all they're doing. Yeah. They're just staring at their phone, yeah. right? And I'm, I'm guilty of that. I, I was doing that yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, because uh, I was still working. Oh, so yeah. I need I need to learn how to. You gotta learn how to, how to, to do. Yeah. I'm I'm the same way because you know I get the hundred emails, a hundred texts, oh, yeah. all that. I'm sure you're the same way. So are you? I mean, we're all three very very busy human beings, right? With our own perspective, business and work and jobs and all that it's so difficult. It's kind of like I was saying this morning, like I, I was waiting on the Best Buy guys, yep. right? I wanted to deep di disconnect and just take like a little 30 minute power nap. Yeah. And I couldn't do it because my phone just started blowing right. up. You know, it was just boom, 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 boom. And then you just get up. You're like, yeah. screw it. You well, know, when the it. brothers go out, you know, the boys are out in town. We put all this. You got some people probably do that. We stack them all we on do. the table. We stack and them all. cross them up and make a big old stack of phones. And whoever answers the, pays the, bill. the phone call pays the bill. And I like so that. it makes for a, a longer night. That's a good idea right I'm there. I'm telling you, it works. It's funny. And then have you... And one day, I think it was the last time we all hung out, somebody grabbed it. And they're like, man, have you guys ever realized how heavy these things are? It's like this brick of phones, right? Just And you get, you go yeah. to pick it up, and it's like you're doing a workout. <laughs> thing weighs like 30 pounds. 30 pounds of just technology right there. Oh, yeah. I'd be curious to know how much weight cell phones add to an airplane with yeah. all the people that are on a plane and all have cell phones on there. Yeah, Interesting. That is an interesting yeah. thought. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, they had to change the luggage amount or whatever so that, you know, that the, the, the extra weight doesn't bring down a plane. Yeah, they're gonna, you're giving them ideas to add phone fees to, the, <laughs> yeah, to right. the flights. Well, if you fly Spirit, I'm sure they already do it. <laughs> they, charge, they charge a fee for everything. Right. <laughs> so tell us about Pepperdine. I, you know, there's a, I'm from Texas, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and I went to college out in Tennessee. Yeah. So I went to a small private university as well. Yeah. But I think. Pepperdine's, a, a, how many kids are in Pepperdine? Ooh, um, I'm sorry, Pep, if I don't get this right, but I want to say maybe 3,000. Is it only, so the, it was uh, the same really size as my campus, school then. Amazing campus, beautiful place, beautiful people. And it's known all over the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's an international a, school. Like, you meet amazing people when you go there to this day. It's like, it's pretty It's a cool. beautiful campus. Yeah. yeah. I, have a, I have a friend of mine uh, from home. Her daughter is is actually at school out there. I don't know if she's graduated or not, but... You know, she went to school out there right before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. She enrolled and then the pandemic showed up and kind of just derailed a lot of things. And so it was hard, especially traveling into California mm -hmm. during that time was a really difficult process. And being a Texan, you know, during going through all the rules and regulations that she didn't have in Texas and then having yeah. to come to California, it was just a huge, it was a huge thing for a, for a young kid to kind of walk through. Yeah. But she loved the school. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard nothing but great things about, about Pepperdine. In fact, to the point where it's probably something that maybe even like we push Hudson towards when he gets older. No, it's, it's <laughs> a special place. Did Mikey go to Pepperdine? He did. My son did too. Played, played on the volleyball team and Man, yeah, he's a little rock star and cool. uh, he appreciated being there too. I love it's it. It's like a family there. It's uh, amazing. I love school. it. I love it. Yeah. 
So tell us kind of one of the f- coolest places, because you travel a lot. You go to a lot of really neat, I try to. really neat destinations in this, on the planet, like, right? Not just, just in the States, but like on the planet. So kind of give us probably one of your most favorable destinations that you've gone to that's really been a place where you're able to really clear your head. Because, you know, we go on a lot of vacations sometimes, and it's not a place where we can just kind of clear our head, you know, clear our soul out. Like special or just, just a special place that I've been? Yeah, that's, like that's something kind of really out. cool that stands well, out. Well, I don't want to sound too bougie, but I, probably um, I went to, I had a, a trip to Biarritz in France. Oh, wow. In the summertime, and we dropped in there kind of during their uh, French Revolution celebration. And, and I was just pleasantly surprised. It was just, it was so beautiful. And, uh you know, you get that kind of European cafe flair going on, but we stayed at this place. We just had amazing surf out front, just and, really? we, and the whole family. We just we just had the best trip ever, and super memorable because mm-hmm. it was just very rich, you know, culture, and just there was a nice little beach community. Really, and um, yeah, special, and it's cool because it's very seasonal there. It's like they have a high high season when. You know, the Gulf current comes in, the water's actually warm like Hawaii. And uh, it was just, you know, I didn't expect it. That whole coast is very, very cool right there. That's cool. Yeah. What about you, Mambo? What's probably one of the coolest places you've been? Bakersfield. Bakersfield? <laughs> that a boy. <laughs> That's a real nice remote area for those of you who don't, horses know. I don't have I don't have Bruce, uh, Josh money, so. <laughs> so Bakersfield no. it is. It's okay. I where spend I it tra- all. Where I travel, I don't need to travel. <laughs> I spend it all good living. <laughs> That's why he looks so good. That's why when he said bougie, I said, yeah, he's bougie. Yeah, he's bougie. <laughs> I think bougie went out the window when he talked about moving your family to Aspen for two years. Uh. <laughs> No, but you did mention you're blessed, and, oh, and you dude, you know that every right? day. Yeah, I mean, especially just to have brothers like this. That's why I'm here. I'm a pretty low key guy. I don't put myself out there. This is a little bit new for me, but I I, I love this dude, and and he said show up, and I'm here. So yes, yeah, I'm blessed, and I, I, I want to share that. You know, yeah. I thought you guys had known each other for a long time. No, nope, like, no, nope, just a couple of years, but it, you know, you meet certain people in your life that you connect with and it is almost like you've known each other forever, yeah. right? And Bruce is one of those guys and I'm fortunate in my life I do have quite a few of those people in my life. I consider you one of those guys. You know, you and I but met. That's, that's why we started this. Yeah, and, then, and it was it just it like moved so quick boom, when we first started. You yeah. know, there was no it just flowed. Yeah. Right? And that's and I think for guys like us that have so much going on in this mm-hmm. life that when you meet a, and you're able to make a relationship with someone, that's easy. You know, so many things take such hard work, but when you meet someone that's easy, it doesn't mean the relationship's going to be easy. It still mm-hmm. takes work, right? I mean, right. we've we've still had to figure out ways to schedule time out of our schedules to hang out, right? Oh, to yeah. spend time together. Um, kind of like you and I, right? We get mm-hmm. together for lunch. It's like, hey, what does your week look like? Mm-hmm. What day do you think you have the most flexibility just so we can get an hour in to break some bread? Yeah. You know, and it's, but some, that's all you got, you know? And for us, it's kind of like at night, right? We'll get, we'll get together at night. We'll do some dinners. we got our boys that we kind of hang out with or they'll come up here, you know, cause they're all live in Malibu. So they'll all come up here to, to Camarillo where I live. Yeah. We all hang out at the Adolfo Grill. Love that place, man. That is, <laughs> well, shout that is out a good to old Tom cowboy man. bar, man. It is. It's that my is, home away from home. I, I love I, that place. Yeah. 
It's a sure. sweet spot. Yeah. Good food, good friends, good times. What, what's it called? Adolfo Grill. Yeah. I need to check that out. And it's yeah. been around for a while. Yeah, it's been there for a, been there for a good minute, right there in the in the in in that Camarillo yeah, and they Plaza. Have those vintage photos on the wall from all these guys that ride the horses. Yeah. Uh, Western. Dude. Yeah, the, it's pretty cool. First time Bruce comes in, he gets lost and all because he's a horse. He also rides horses. Yeah, right? he's an avid horseback rider, and he's like looking at all of these awesome photos of these yeah. guys on these journeys through these trails on these horses. Yeah, now those guys get it, you know. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing I I uh, I'm gonna have to get into back into. See, I've ridden horses before though. Yeah, you horseback should be, you riding should actually I, be really good. Yeah, I'm You're okay with Texan being boy. from Texas. You that's should, something. Be see, that's something I can get me. behind. Yeah, no, I can get her or get on. So <laughs> we're we're gonna have to probably maybe we'll do the horseback riding first, then we'll get into the surfing. Dude, it's all good. <laughs> we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll just participate. Let's do it. Now, uh, before uh, you. You found what your career was going to be. Mm-hmm. What what was your uh, your biggest struggle? Ooh, young man, age talking. Um, yeah, because uh, I started pretty young. Uh, biggest struggle, probably just not having a lot of direction in high school. I just kind of a kid who did whatever he wanted. Discovered the beach and kind of told my parents, "Sorry, I'll see you later," and just kind of doing my own thing. And then uh, and then just got checked. Had some crazy experiences where I sort of turned my life direction and then, uh, you know, moved towards college and, and, and maturity. But there was a, there was a lost, lost kid there for a few years, you know? And, uh, so, you know, found some purpose. seems to be kind of a common theme. You and I were talking about that on the, on the first podcast that we did, just being that kid. It's, it's, it's crazy how a lot of us try to figure it out on our own. Yeah. And, on your own yeah yeah and it's it's uh i call it speed bumps like we come across mm-hmm. these speed bumps where we we have to get through that speed bump once we get through it like what are we gonna do like are we gonna go the right way or are we gonna pick up where we left off last time that got us to the speed bump right that's right and i think it's important that you know i always remember going through the mall when i first learned how to drive and i had my had a little car that was lowered and uh the first speed bump Mm-hmm. that I didn't slow down for, I still remember to this day, right? Mm-hmm. And I never stopped, and I never hit a speed bump like that ever again. <laughs> yeah. And I think for a lot of us in, in, in on this journey, speed bumps, we can see them coming a lot of times, yeah. right? We can kind of, we can kind of tell, like when COVID showed up, I was like, all right, that was this, is, this is going to be a speed bump. Just didn't know how big yeah. or small of a bump it was going to be, but I knew I needed to slow the car down. Right. So that when I hit the bump, I didn't just scrape the bottom of the car. I didn't throw the people in the back seat into the, into the, into the roof of the car, you know, from hitting it too hard and people bouncing up. I didn't tear up my suspension. You know, I just, you know, you want to slow down so that you can get over that speed bump. And once you get over the speed bump, you know, you can kind of keep, keep going but a lot of times what we don't realize is a lot of times speed bumps are in parking lots and a lot of times we don't want to get out of the parking lot right because the traffic out on the streets just too fast yeah so we'd rather slow down and drive super slow and keep hitting these speed bumps instead of just getting out on the road and just letting it rip right and stopping at a stoplight every now and then and i think that's kind of where we're going with this podcast is trying to give people that that security of just get out of the parking lot yeah get on the road get on your journey 
and drive. And a lot of times what you'll find is you're not going to hit speed bumps. You're just going to run in some traffic, right? right? You're going to have a stop sign here or stop light every now and then, but you're going to be going and you're going to be able to navigate through things a lot easier than just cruising through the parking lot, hitting speed bumps. I feel like that was really good. We can use that maybe as a snip for the TikToks. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Speed bumps, baby. Speed bumps. Speaking out loud. Speed bumps by Josh Purser. Do you have a speed bump in your life? We can help you out. Just check out Adversity Podcast. Uh, Bruce, when when was the first uh, or your first project where you said, this is... I'm good at this. I want to continue oh, yeah. doing this. That's that's a growth of a young man. I'll tell you that those are high points because you just, you don't know because it's you know being a businessman entrepreneur you got to take some risk and um, I always say you know to guys that want to develop you're going to get one shot at it in the beginning and people are going to bet on you line up that deal and you know call in your favors but make that one work if it if you hit it you know you're on the right road and I was fortunate. Um, my first couple of deals, you know, I was down in uh, Balboa Island, actually, a little deal. We, we, it was a great, great deal. And then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of get a little more confidence. Next thing I was doing, you know, bigger shopping centers. Next thing I was building a 300,000 square foot shopping center. And, you know, it's like, wow, how did I get here? You know, like the song. It's like, how did I get here? <laughs> and so, yeah, you kind of just go with the momentum. And, um, and uh, yeah, then I kind of mentioned then and there was a, a shift after about 14 years with that one partner and and um i mean I, I don't know how much business you want to talk but no i mean what I'd, I'd talk about whatever you want really i mean they uh i think for you know i think the the biggest piece of why i wanted you on this podcast is because of the fact that we're trying to find so many different lifestyles right mm-hmm. so many different p- ways that people do life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i've always been really intrigued and, and, and respected the way that you did life. And I've always thought it was really cool because, you know, when we first met, that's when you were going to Aspen, you know, quite a bit and, yeah. and snowboarding and then coming back. And, you know, we had a couple other buddies in the group that were doing crazy things. And we've got a friend named, uh, that that's friends with, that's part of the Wolf Pack That's actually from Italy. And these two knuckleheads, where'd y'all go again? Oh, we went to St. Bart's. Yeah. Come on, now you're getting bougie. For how many days? You, you got to cut bougie. that. Boy, <laughs> I would, they were sending, they yeah, were sending we videos and, and texts to the group, right? And I'm just like, man. And I'm over grinding, trying to get these cars out. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to live like this. <laughs> oh, was great. So how did, how did you guys form the, the wolf pack? Well, yeah, I think it's better. I think we should na- change the name. It's more like the brothers or the brotherhood. The brotherhood. You know? I don't know. I like Wolfpack. Wolfpack? Yeah, like I like it. All right. <laughs> it's got a nice you like that brand? Yeah, I like the brand. Yeah, the brand. Yeah. Okay. I like, I yeah, like, you I like know, it's just a group of, of buddies that um, I knew in Malibu that were just like-minded guys that are just big-hearted, uh, great businessmen, some, you know, really successful business guys that we just kind of click together and very comfortable and... Um, it was interesting because, you know, the test is, like I said, do you show up? And these guys showed up. Like, we would say, we kind of just started this little group text thing, and and we'd meet on a Thursday night, and, and um, you know, one thing leads to another, and everybody's kind of loving on each other. And and it's, the bottom you know, bottom line is we're all still hanging out, and, and we're supporting one another because, you know, some of the guys are single, some are married and going through their stuff. They have kids, but we can all relate, and uh, it's been healthy for for all of us just to have that brother love 
that that we have towards you know now career-wise are you you guys all come from different career fields yeah or, yeah, oh, yeah yeah but you know fortunate not it wasn't planned but gosh i gotta say you know if i was doing a pitch every guy there is you know got some great shit going on they're very successful yeah and very very heartfelt intelligent people and so we all I, we just were fortunate to connect like that it really was because you know you get you know i'm an owner of a business a lot of the guys that are there are, are either owners of businesses or sold businesses or on or investment bank bankers yeah <laughs> <laughs> on boards or whatever. You know, in architects i mean yeah. we, we've got it all man and it's and everyone in that group is at the peak, right? right? They're the boss of, of what they do. True. And so you've got all these guys that are all alphas and we're used to bossing every single day of our lives. And you would think in a group like that, there'd be like somebody trying to kind of be the alpha of the group or whatever and like make everybody go yeah. do whatever it is everybody wants to do. And it's really nothing like that. It's amazing. It's like, Hey, what are we going to do? All right, let's do this. Here's some ideas. This looks good. Cool. I'm in on that. Boom. Meet you there. Hang out. What are we going to do next? I don't know where do you guys want to go. You know, it's like nobody's a prick. Well, I think the only one test we had was, you know, participate. We, we added a buddy for a while. Cool guy. But didn't quite make it to some yeah, of the events. It got dropped. Got so. dropped. We did, and then we haven't added, we, we haven't made an attempt to add anybody since. We kind of let. We decided we're just going to be a closed group. It's working. <laughs> no one else anyway. is allowed in. But you know, I think I think the real lesson here is just that just brothers and hanging out and just support one another. And I don't I don't see that a lot. You know these yeah. days, and so that's that, what that I'm, was I'm grateful. Be, I'm grateful for that. That was going to be my next question. How how important is this group for? I mean, you said it yourself, you guys are all successful in what you guys do, but how important is having the, this time with each other? It's, you know, I think it's about respect and, and as mature guys, it's not like a bunch of kids on Instagram, you know what I mean? Because we're business professionals. So, you know, everyone's got a good pace. Like we'll just text each other and we'll, you know, hey, put it out there. Like, hey, Thursday night are we in? Who's in? Instead of like, you know, you know this little chatty bullshit. It, it's like, it's it's kind of a good mature way of approaching it and so but when we get together it's just all kumbaya yeah, I mean, we're, we're all loving it it's sometimes super, we get him to play music josh's got some skills man. every now and then and, and by the way we call him jesus because if you haven't seen him <laughs> this guy's a stud he's like six five jesus. ripped long hair he shaved his beard and we always get bummed when he shaves his beard but when his beard's out he's like yeah he's it's my like, superpower comes out when the beard yeah, goes out so, you know? or you know we mean that in an endearing, oh, respectful I know, way. I know. It, um, anyway, he's he's the man. Yeah, we've got I got a couple of buddies here in Camarillo. Call me Camarillo Jesus. <laughs> so I'm I'm Malibu Jesus and Camarillo Jesus. As I'm long sorry, as people Jesus. know Jesus is in my life and that yeah. he's real and that I love him, that's all I care about. All right. That's that's Very the, true. That's the truth. Yeah. And it, and it you know you asked how important it is and and it's 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 to me it's essential, you know, to have this group of guys and and I'm fortunate I have a huge network of friends and that's what's crazy so do these guys right mm -hmm. all these guys in this group also have this massive network of friends outside of this group but what we find in this group that camaraderie kind of that kumbaya is very unique and there will be a lot of times for me specifically you know i'm going through certain things with with work or with you know being a dad or being a husband or, or you know different things that are that are maybe a struggle and i need just to get away and kind of decompress and I need some buddies to kind of like just yeah. hang out with, you know, and, 
and not not go and just nag, 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 and gripe, 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 but just be like, hey, I'm dealing with this. I could use some prayer. I could use you guys kind of loving on me a little bit. You know, let's yeah. let's hang out. Let's chill. Then you find out, and then and you start talking, and one of the other guys is like, man, I'm going through this too, and you know, we just. So how are you processing it? Well, I'm processing it like yeah. this. What about you? you yeah, know? sometimes we pair off because it's like cool to spend a little extra time. It's just it's just turned into a good group of friends. That's it really the bottom, bottom line. Yeah. It really I, has. I'm glad you guys are sharing this because, you know, there's a lot of people, grown men who are afraid to have yeah. relationships like that where, they're share, where they share personal stuff. And I was one of those people mm. until, you know, I, I learned who, who was in my circle that I could trust and have right. conversations like yep. that with. Yeah, it's it's important. I think yeah. I think you know it's like I brought, I bring the scripture up all the time. Yeah, but the, there's two serious scriptures that remind me of how important it is, and one is like iron sharpens iron, man sharpens man. Yeah, and where two or more are gathered together in His name, there He is. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's these two very profound scriptures in the Bible that talk about the reality of how important that camaraderie is that brotherhood is and you know you look at all of the guys that have success whether it's biblically related or not in life they have this huge network of people around him i mean you look at lebron right he Mm -hmm. brought all those boys up with him all those guys that he has you know michael carter's killing it on his own you know Mm -hmm. lebron's killing it on his own all their their families are, are are very successful on their own right but those guys are tight i mean even to this day 20 years later they're still extremely tight. You know, you look at, and I laugh because people don't realize it, but you look at Dwayne Johnson and mm-hmm. Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two guys, you don't, you don't think they film as much as they film together yeah. because they enjoy being around each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, you, you can authentically see the relationship yeah. there with those two when they get together. Which really requires ultimately vulnerability. That's a very valid with with one another. That's true. And like you talked about trust, you know, Mm -hmm. and then all that kind of kind of washes out one way or the other. It's it's very true. And and you have to, and you have to be humble with it, right? Yeah. You can't come in, you can't come in with your ego flaring and think that you're going to be able to be a productive piece of any group, you know, especially ours, you know, just because if you do that, then you're trying to, you're trying to get the group around you, mm-hmm. right? You're trying to become, like we were talking about earlier, you're trying to become that alpha. And I think there's a lot of really good dudes out there that are really, really cool that isolate themselves unintentionally because they are always trying to be that guy, right? right? They're trying to be that alpha guy instead of just sitting down, sit at the table, chill out, listen. That's a yeah. huge thing. Mm-hmm. Yep listen to what other people are. Yes. (laughs) What are the other guys saying? Right. And how, how can I feed off of that? And then how can I contribute without turning everything back to focus on me? And I think that's, what's beautiful about this group that we have. I think what you're mentioning too, like those conversations, you listening and how can I help in the long run? It it helps you out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Super therapeutic. Yeah. I mean, there's times I go, I'm like, my brain's about to explode out of my head and then we'll go meet up and link up. And the next yep. day I feel and like know you're safe and there's no judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Super yeah. safe. No judgment. No judgment. That's huge. Just keep loving unconditionally. That's what everybody needs. Yeah. And if you don't have it, you got to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs>
Another yeah, I, blurb. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I agree because with me, I, I've had issues trusting people. Mm-hmm. And I think once, as, as I got older, I figured out my circle and I know who to call yeah. without being judged, uh, without them sharing my my personal stuff or worrying about them sharing my personal stuff with people but it is important to have your circle of friends i I was never a big believer in in counseling therapy yeah until i was much older you know and it does help oh yeah Yeah. but it comes in a lot of forms like i have a good buddy uh dr rick say brother uh, he says talk it out man talk it to death and sometimes you can do that with bros you know you know it really helps I agree. Just because uh, with my family is like I, you know, we that was never talked about. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to break that cycle for my family, for my kids, grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are blessed with the, uh, you know, the finances and a loving family. Not everyone grows up the same. Right. So yeah. that's why I'm glad we do uh, a podcast like this. So people can see that not only people that don't come from a good home, everyone goes through struggles. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. yeah we all, we all hit those speed bumps and uh, we got to help each other out getting through it. And I'm, I'm hoping this podcast uh, turns into the wolf pack <laughs> for everyone. You know what I mean? Oh boy. Like, like I'm hoping everyone oh that's going God. through it comes to our podcast to yeah. get through things. Yeah. I, I, I really do too. And I, I feel like that, that being the main motive behind us starting this deal and just, you know, have an authentic conversation without judgment. It's a, it's a place where people can really come and, and, and hear some, some, some substance, right? Like how, how to navigate when, when, when it's going rough in your life, you don't have to give up because it's going to happen again. And if you give up that time and you make it through, then what's going to happen the next time when you have another situation, right? Yeah. Are you going to be in the same position where you just want to give up? Yeah. Or are you going to navigate and push through and, and, and develop strength and develop some confidence about yourself, develop some swag, yeah. you know, as, as the kids are saying these days, because there's so many of us out there. I was guilty of this. You know, I was thinking about how as a kid, you know, I didn't really know how to make friendships because I had such insecurities because my dad left. Right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have the cool dad that was taking me out in the, in the sailboat, you know, and challenging the elements. But yet either way, we both had our struggles mm-hmm. as high school kids. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and you talked about this as well. Yes. And so there was a lot of insecurity in that for me. And even it translated into college and it wasn't until I got out of college got into the, we talked about this, got into the car business, started kind of having, making my own way. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden people were wanting to pull from me like resources, financially, emotionally, spiritually, and they weren't wanting to put back. And I was just giving, 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 because I just wanted to be friends with everyone. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted to have all these friendships. Right. Yeah. And I really developed wisdom on how to properly identify which friendships I needed to be associated with and which ones I needed to spend time on. Yeah. Because if you spend time in the wrong relationships, all you're going to do is burn yourself out. Yeah. You yourself too. Yeah. And if you, but if you spend time in the right relationships, then what happens is you end up getting encouraged. You get edified. Your friendships are exhorting you. They're motivating you to push forward. And the, you can have those moments where you can wake up and I feel like shit today. I just, I'm, I feel depressed. I feel down. 
I'm down on myself. I feel like I'm just losing my mind. I don't know what's going on. Can you pray over me? Mm. And instead of having the Job effect where people start coming after you, right? You get the the loving effect yeah. of, yeah, man, I got your back. No judgment, no worries. And then and what's cool like with Bruce is I'll get follow-up texts, kind of what you were talking about yeah. when we first started about how how are you doing? Yeah. You know, how are you feeling? How's how's the brain? You know, how's the spirit? How's the psyche? Right, you know, are you getting your exercise in? It's like, it's just these little, and you think they're so, you know, they, they're so subtle, but you don't realize how magnificent they, or ma- the magnitude that they have on on your life. Yeah. And it gets you going to where, yeah, I need to get up. I've got to get in the gym. I've mm-hmm. got to get up. I've got to go to work. I've got to get up and I've got to be a dad to my kid. I've got to be a husband to my wife. You know, I've got to do these things and I got to do them efficiently and I've got to do them where they're not going to suffer mm-hmm. or struggle because I'm just in a weird funk. Yeah. And it's, it's telling you that I see you brother. Yeah. I see you. I'm thinking of you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Very yeah. true. The intro episode, that's pretty much what we talked about <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, that a is sim- true. A simple yeah. text or a simple call can, yeah. can change go a long way for, for, you know, a friendship or what that other person at the other end is going through. Yeah, it really can. Yeah. It really can. It's and it's a it's a beautiful reality, beautiful reality to have. So, you know, I, I feel like moving forward, you know, with this thing, we're gonna we're gonna really have some pretty pretty eclectic guests on here and and, and Bruce, we really are so thankful that you came on with us and, and just that you you spent you took some time out of your day to to spend with us. Now, you know, before we start getting ready to kind of close this thing down here in just a few minutes, what do you think is your most amazing story about your buddy Josh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> put him right on the spot. Remember, it's being videoed. It's going to be all over the world, dude. Just the way you walk in a room. This guy's a rock star. He's just like a stud. It's pretty cool just to be his bro. You know, he just people love him. People love you. I appreciate everywhere that. you go. I'm serious. They just you, you're, you're a real dude and real heart. I appreciate you're a sincere that. Sincere guy. Thank you. And you work hard and you play hard. That is true too. You got to though. Mm-hmm. You got to. <laughs> so Mamba, what's your favorite attribute <laughs> about you? Yeah. Uh, I I think I shared it with you. I I I used to follow the Instagram. Yeah. And I always thought like, man, this guy just seems so real. When I met you, it's like. You're not putting on a show. It's it's mm-hmm. really you that doing stuff for the community. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when we had you on our podcast, uh, we clicked right away, had lunch, discussed the podcast, and uh, here we are on episode three. Right, right. <laughs> and it hasn't even been a, a two months, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. And you know what? I, that's the reason I asked that is because that's what you guys said about me is how mm-hmm. I feel about y'all, right? And I think that's as we are trying to set some some standards for people to kind of be able to live by. You need to find people that will look at you the same way you look at them. Mm-hmm. You need to find people that respect you and love you the same way you respect. No love and, and love respect. Them. That's what yeah. it's about. It's a huge. It's a huge huge attribute to good long term relationships. Yes. Well, uh, Bruce, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate uh, you sharing your 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 story. And uh, we're definitely going to be doing this again. We'd, we'd love to have you back in the future, too. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, make sure uh, you tell your friends about the Adversity Podcast. Real people, real stories. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.